My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Born to serve. My eyes see injustice, my hands walk for change, my tongue sing the sorrow of my heart. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to your listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with your host Muhammad Sheikh. Alhamdulillah, we are fortunate and graceful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for affording us the opportunity this afternoon to profile interview a somebody who's very familiar to the shores of Cape Town, who's been literally involved in many community interaction works, somebody who's been the face of different uh, motivational as well as progressive, um, uh, you know, community involvement, community works, etc. And we say a great welcome, a warm welcome with us in studio today to Sister Khairunisa Johnston, who is the director of the Mustada'afin Foundation. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A great big shukran to you for joining us today this afternoon <laughs> on Born to Serve. Um, perhaps, inshallah, you could enlighten us, give us a little bit about your background, education, growing up, etc. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Well, I was born in District 6, okay. and I'm the 10th child of 11 children hmm. from Hadija and Zubair Johnston. Okay. And. Um, Alhamdulillah, my schooling started in Hanover Park mm-hmm. because I'm the, probably the only child of my, my parents mm. that was schooled in Hanover Park. Okay. And from pri- um, primary, but my earlier years was in District 6 from the Early Childhood Development Program. At that time, it was creches and daycare. Okay. And that was the Moravian um, ECDs that was done then. Mm-hmm. So if I look at that, and my first primary school was Aswood Primary, and then from there, Mountville. Mm. And um, from there, I actually did an administrative course through the college okay. and business. And um, my counseling courses was done through WITS. Okay. And in, I will say, in 87, when I left Cape Town, mm-hmm. So from a studies perspective, I've always been part of the learning. I think Mr. Afin Foundation has been my university. <laughs> so mm-hmm. learning from building to all those particular programs. So a lot of mm-hmm. development happened within the, while I was working and training within the organization. Okay. In early childhood development, in youth counseling, a lot of those particular programs and short courses that I've done on various aspects okay. of, of through um, USB, Mm-hmm. through um, various other institutions. Um, interesting. Really and I'm still continuing. So Alhamdulillah, really shows, um, you know, there's no limit to knowledge. There's no limit to succeeding in um, empowering yourself with different skills, with different, uh, you know, qualifications, etc. And Alhamdulillah, it's always good to be progressive. Now, well, my Islamic studies started from home as well mm-hmm. as from, if you're looking at it from the madrasas that I attended was in Hanover Park, okay. as well as through um, the Heidefeld School Sharia Studies. Mm. So I did my Islamic studies through Sharia Studies and through Ikra Foundation. So those were the different aspects of, of studies that I've actually gone through. SubhanAllah, that's uh, interesting indeed. I mean, given this 
beautiful background of a diverse range of different sciences, Islamic, non-Islamic, and, uh, you know, being involved in the community. Uh, tell us more about, let's get straight into it, you know, uh, Mustalhafin Foundation, you know, something I follow regularly. I look at, um, you know, the wonderful initiatives that is actually carried out by this organization. Tell us all about it. Well, Mustafin Foundation was established in 1986. I was still a student at that point in time. Okay. And I was part of a group of people who formed the Mustafin Foundation. Actually, mm -hmm. in fact, I was the one who chose the name Mustafin. Why foundation? I'm still questioning that because we're far from a foundation. Mm. We're foundations give out money, we're still in the need of, of um, very much project orientated. Okay. And I became a full-time worker when I came back into Cape Town, which was mm. in 92. And um, at that point in time, Sadafin was considered a sinking ship. Mm. Well, everybody abandoned the ship, however. And that is just about the time I became fully involved in um, Mustafin Foundation with great ideas, a lot of inspiration and aspiration to where we should be going because if you're looking at why we were founded, what we were going to do. Mm. And I looked at that time, the only person who worked, um, maybe not in a full-time basis, but which was Dr. Nafsa, okay. and she was um, assisting the healthcare under seven home-based care, also I say healthcare workers, which was trained through SACLA as well as Mustafin Foundation mm. and was headed within the programs by Dr. Nafsa, and particularly the HIV, AIDS, TB, undernourished, malnourished children. Mm. Um, Kwasi Yonko, as we would have called out, particularly with children who was um, underfed and malnourished. Mm. So if you're looking at the Mustafin Foundation then, and the fact that we were feeding, mm -hmm. and we were very much still part of disaster relief, particularly with women and children, okay. um, 92 also had me thinking of, you know, the Quranic ayah which motivated us in the mm. 80s was that we feed for the love of Allah, the indigent, the orphan, the captive, saying that we feed you for Allah alone, no reward do we desire, no thanks. 1992, I had to sit down and say that, you know, just this is all the good things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're giving trauma counseling, we support women, but there's changes within our community, there's changes within our country. What is it that the organization needs to do? Mm -hmm. And sitting down, um, the, first, the Quranic ayah that came to mind, which was very motivation, Allah will not change the condition of man mm -hmm. until they change what is within themselves. Absolutely. And that brought a lot of things together. Mm. And in the formation of where we are today, um, within our five core functions, which is community development, mm -hmm. poverty alleviation, health, education, and disaster relief. Mm. So under those particular structures, um, very much involved in the practicality, coming up with the ideas, mm. because um, it was a period that I was alone. Mm. It was a period that we, oh, it was my, between myself and the driver, and I mentioned Dr. Nafsa with her seven um, women that she was working with, yes, but they used to go in twice a year, twice a week, sorry, twice <laughs> a week. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a lot of things that needed to be done. The area that we were working and where we were founded in, in Crossroads, was an inf uh, a squatter camp. Mm -hmm. The camp moved into formal settlement areas. We received land, which okay. we started our first, um, would I say, daycare, because at that point in time it was more of a daycare. But we ended up with a lot of children, mm. a lot of vulnerable women and abused and psychologically um, affected by the environment that they were in with the trauma that they experienced because of 
the violence in the area. Mm-hmm. And we need, and particularly needed to think, what is it that we are going to do different? Okay. What is it that is going to be uplifting, mm-hmm. educating, and empowering? And for me, that was the important thing, because okay. that means that if you empower a woman, you empower a community, because women are the mothers and the educators of children. Absolutely. Um, it had to be looked at differently, because like I said, when I came back into Cape Town, I was out of Cape Town for a while, um, there was a very different aspect of how people perceived um, Muslims in the area. Okay. Particularly because we are, work, we particularly worked within a closer speaking community, people from a rural background, mm. um, moving into the Western Cape with the rural, particular rural background, mm-hmm. and then we were very much in a peri urban situation where you didn't want as much as there was good ideas that I did have. Alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. I would say this is what we need to do. And I learned mm-hmm. and unlearned. Um, that if people are not ready to do something, mm-hmm. that you cannot enforce it. And if it means that you take 10 steps back mm-hmm. in order for progress to happen, that's the, that is what you need to do. So it was as much as it was a learning aspect for me, mm-hmm. it was also having to unlearn where I come from. Mm-hmm. Because it was in my head <laughs> and on paper okay. the best idea to put forward in, in, in structural, in, in educational, in, in empowering. Mm. And and the group of women that I worked with and the children that we worked with at that point in time wasn't ready for, 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 for that. Okay. And now when we sit down and we talk and they say, but you know what, if we did it that when you said it like that, you know, mm. it would have been great. Okay. Why didn't we listen? We have to redo and we have to all do all these particular things. Mm. And I'm like, at that point in time, it was, we weren't ready. So, yes, we've learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. And we've learned that sometimes we tend need to look at other people. But for me, it was the best thing at the best time Absolutely. because it was the right thing at that right time. Mm. Because if we did it that way, there wouldn't have been a learning okay. and there wouldn't have been a growth for people to see mm-hmm. what can happen. And I think for me, um, I always put that through to, to the staff of Mr. Rafin Foundation is that you can have the best of ideas, but if yes. you are not... If people are not ready to accept mm-hmm. and take in what you've got, mm-hmm. you have to take the steps uh, in time. And, and, and that's the lessons that I learned in my studies, particularly from Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It was not enforced on people. Yes. He gradually brought people mm-hmm. to, to where they should be and what they should be doing. Absolutely. And, and, and those were the lessons in, in, in aspects of, of you know, my mother used to have this kiss us, used to love stories. Hmm. And those were the stories that she used to relate. It's only when we studied further that we realized that those were Quranic injunctions and Quranic ayahs which she has given us to in hmm. such beautiful storytelling. Ah, and that is how we, we, alhamdulillah, I think in many ways I have valued. So I honor her as, as the person who have been a remarkable impact in my hmm. life. Respected listeners of Voice of the Cape, stay with us inshallah. We'll go for a quick ad break. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to your listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with your host Muhammad Sheikh. Alhamdulillah, we are fortunate and graceful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for affording us the opportunity this afternoon to profile interview 
a somebody who's very familiar to the shores of Cape Town, who's been literally involved in many community interaction works, somebody who's been the face of different uh, motivational as well as progressive um, uh, you know, community involvement, community works, etc. And we say a great welcome, a warm welcome with us in studio today to Sister Khairunisa Johnston, who is the director of the Mustadafin Foundation. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Now, if you look at Islamic history, filled with lots of leadership lessons, leadership stories, maybe you could share with us. Um, one of those beautiful golden memories of your mom's storytelling that lingers with you up to this day and drives you towards what you do. Subdudators now Mary Lam Lam. I don't know what it means, but when my brother and I were in Malaysia, we saw subdudators, and I'm like, isn't that the story? I was like, what does it mean? Like, hmm. you know, it was a story that my mother used to tell us. Besides the the different stories of our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the prophets. Um, this particular story was about a young man, a mm -hmm. um, young child who was very poor okay. and um, he was looked down by the community mm. um, because he didn't have clothing, proper clothing. He was always not dressed properly. Mm. He was he was extremely um, poverty stricken and his mother didn't always have food, but his mother wanted him to have an Islamic education. Right. And um, this boy used to go to the only Ustad in in this particular village mm -hmm. and the ustad looked down at him mm. you know because he was not amongst the kids children that he was teaching he was always looked down so he never taught them but he taught them subtitles now mary lam lam and i don't know what it means <laughs> today <laughs> but and how this young man developed and how they would go places and he would never be included but he ended up there and the Ustad always wondered, how is it that this young man could do the things that he did? Because he had not taught them Quranic ayahs. He didn't teach them much. He yes, only indeed. taught him a very few little things in, 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 in what he should know. But this young man, was he was pious. He mm. was giving. He was sharing. The little that he had, he would give. So... Mm -hmm. It was it was always a story and she used to tell us a wonderful story about this young man and how that impacted in my life. So when at the age of 14, I was socially conscious, politically conscious mm. to know what to do as as when my brother brought me into the MSA mm -hmm. and um, from when I was just starting high school okay. and and that developed and that was the impact that no matter how little you have you must mm. give and you must seek knowledge and even if you know one thing you must teach it to somebody else absolutely I mean teaching uh, Prophet وسلم, always encouraged us um, teaching from or learning learning of knowledge from the cradle to the grave and you are definitely a perfect example of um, you know, somebody who's constantly seeking knowledge and somebody who's constantly empowering others. One thing, uh, keeping our focus towards Women's Month, um, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed a woman with the, uh, and I'm not going to mention this sarcastically, but this, this very beautiful way of multitasking. You know, she's always involved with something or the other in her life, always getting things accomplished and... Um, you know, things put into place somehow or the other. My question uh, specifically to you that you could advise our listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape, how does one strike a right balance in the life of a Muslimah? 
I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that you're working on constantly because okay. I'm not sure whether we ever strike a balance. Mm -hmm. I know that we do multitask as women and we do a lot of things. When I come into Mustarafin Foundation, it takes over all that aspects. And I know that when I'm at Mustarafin, that I switch off from anything else okay. which is home mm -hmm. and but I don't do when I get at home switch off Mr. Daphine oh. so um, for me it it has always been trying mm -hmm. to balance um, a life that that is um, about the woman in itself mm -hmm. as the and also the wife and as well as as the mother and, and sister with and, and as and when my parents were alive as well as being a daughter and it's mm. i must say it it is not something that i feel that is ever balanced mm -hmm. because some other you tend to do my mother used to say you're gonna have to pay me because i become your secretary mm. um you know you know there's always people coming to the house there's always things that i need i'm picking up this phone and i'm always doing something or you're taking my stuff mm. um to give <laughs> away or, or you're bringing children into the household and you know, but that was the household that I grew up. It was a household that was all-encompassing. Um, it was always people sitting at our table. Um, mm. And that's something my parents had. And it's something that I must say I enjoy. I might have said at one point in time, like, can't it just be us? Mm. You know, just us. <laughs> because we're a big family. And just once, I just wanted to be about us. Because we were never, it was never about just the children in our household was, or our parents was mm -hmm. never our mom and dad and you know it was everybody's mom and dad yes, and, and, and those mm. so you you grew up in an environment that and I think one day when my mother said to me you know now you're bringing all these children into the household you all all you ever said I just want my own bed <laughs> <laughs> you know and but you doing that now I said now who taught me those things mm. you know so I'm basically following and enhancing that which you I've always practiced and, and done. So I'm really mm. lucky in that aspect. Um, Alhamdulillah. I might not always have had my own bed, mm. um, <laughs> but I can never say I've, I've, I've never been poor, I've never been hungry, I've always had a roof on of, and I've had parents who've secured us in that particular way, not mm. with financial things, but with very much the, the things that you need. You needed an education, that was yes, an important indeed. thing. My mm -hmm. mother believed that we must go and, and, and study. As well as my father, my father used to say he was a graduate up till Sabi because he did Sabi three times. Wherever they traveled, he did Sabi, mm -hmm. but he was well read. He spoke many languages. And um, those were the encouraging things of, of who and what they were all about mm -hmm. and what they offered us as as community. So for me, as I say, as a multitask person, and if I look at the things of where we come from, mm -hmm. Um, do we do justice to any woman? I know there must be one superwoman who's able to do that. Mm. But just being a woman, I think we try our best because yes, we indeed. have to, particularly in some cases, women have to work mm. and they have to come home and look after their children and yes, and indeed. be a wife to, to, to their husbands. I don't think it's an easy task, but mm. it's a task that I think we manage well. Alhamdulillah. Really grateful to Allah for uh, blessing us, you know, with our... I wouldn't say counterparts because that sounds like, you know, distant, but, you know, people who bless our lives, particularly our mothers, our wives, our daughters, etc. Allah always preserved. Um, you know, for our beautiful listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape, 
Um, if we had to follow the Mustadafin Foundation and, you know, via different media, social media or the website, etc., there's two buzzwords that lingers into my mind and I, in my mind and I really take to heart. Being community connect, right? Is that something that you sleep upon, wake up in the morning, something that uh, drives you all the time? Yes. I, I believe I'm a people's person. I okay. know I've learned and taught myself the computers, but I think the one-on-one -on -one is mm -hmm. the more important thing than Facebook and Twitter. And, oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> and all stuff that people, I'm actually not on those things. I'm not comfortable with that. So you won't find me doing, my sisters are saying, you know, it's, it's okay, then at least we can get in touch with you on a regular basis. I said, well, then why don't you come and visit me or I can visit you? <laughs> you know, because um, our, our parents had this thing that Sundays we all came together. We've mm. kind of, um, and they always feel that because of me, we've, we've kind of lost that all sisters and brothers together because I'm always it's always a disaster it's always this it's always something like that mm. but we still try to 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 actually come together and and sometimes when you have a sister that still sits on the phone like why are you with us because mm. you're not with us <laughs> so I'm not into um the mainstream of 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 we what my husband would say is before he was born after BC because it was before computers and all of those <laughs> things, you know. Um, but I feel sometimes it's in, it intrudes into what you and I would be doing if, mm. if we were be able to talk and, and, and touch. And for Mr. Afin, that is very much part and parcel. We've become quite good on, on, on getting the Facebook and Twitter because it seems to be in a marketing media program of action but we are community orientated because mm. I still believe in going into the area mm -hmm. with a director community facilitator or or any facility that I I do that we the touch of the person and the people that we interact with it is mm. the community Absolutely. of of if you're looking at Kosovo Samora Michelle and those areas mm. that spoke for us we've always done disaster relief but we have never had booklets. We've never used the marketing strategy that other organizations use for the work that we do. Yes, if indeed. we're doing it in the last mm -hmm. year or two, it is something that we've now been looking at in doing. But we were the voice that you would hear of people would be because people were in touch with, with us on, on, on a physical um, aspect of it. The work that we did spoke for us, mm. not the, the, the pages that we said this is what we are doing, mm -hmm. but the actual work. And therefore the city recognized our work. And when um, then the then Minister Franzman mm -hmm. said, now who's Mr. Daphine? I says, when we met, he said, oh, you, Gerun. Because he said, they, the, the community said at the point in time where they didn't want another organization to come into this. I mean, there was three organizations already on disaster relief. And they said, no, we don't want our organization is coming. And call us on our way. Mm. And that's another name which, which I am known at in the area, Nontapo, Nontolo. So immediately they wanted to know who's this organization because people were really in a disastrous situation. Mm. And they were prepared to have an organization which were not really known in the mainstream. Mm. And when they found out, oh, it's you, it's your uh, Mustadafin Foundation. And we never looked back. The community spoke for us in order for the city to recognize the work that we do. Mm -hmm. And yet we've been doing it since 1986 and prior. And, and, and in that aspect, it is not what you sell. 
mm. out there, but what you do. Absolutely. And what you do is that you actually must be part of the people, mm-hmm. for the people, and also the people that we've employed were people who stood on the other line. Wow. The women, Mustafin um, is run by women. I mean, it's a bit changing now because now we've got five women on board. But there's five women of 70 people. So mm. if you're looking at the majority of, 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 of the people who are working with women, women who are not able to read and write, who have mm-hmm. now matriculated, Mashallah. who have now done extra um, studies in, in, in the early childhood development, in health, mm-hmm. and they're developing constantly. Now, if you're looking at the fact is these are the women that, that will always speak for you because in their lives, mm-hmm. there was made a difference and now they're full-time employers. Mashallah. Absolutely beautiful indeed. Uh, empowerment, service towards community, this trust, this motivation of doing without questioning and uh, collaborating. That's what I learned from, you know, what you've just told us, uh, working with each other and, uh, you know, putting maybe differences aside, coming together as a community for the upliftment of the community. Sister Khairun Nisa, I just, um, in conclusion, you know, we're currently in August, known as Women's Month. Uh, generally, you know, it's the focus of highlighting the plights and, um, you know, the, um, I can't say atrocity is a very harsh word, but the general challenges women, children. I would say too much. Uh, I mean, if you're looking at the community that we're working in, I mm-hmm. mean, just in Pusach, we found young girls at the age of six years old, um, sodomized, raped, who have now got infection to such a degree that, I mean, and, and, Mothers who have not protected them, mothers mm-hmm. who are actually in the same position, doing um, opposite. So if you're looking at it's, that in itself is an atrocity. Absolutely agree. You okay. can't you can't <laughs> say it is not. not an women. Atrocity. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that I always say to women that we are first and foremost our worst enemies. Mm. Um, we are the ones who give birth to men mm. and women. Absolutely. And the fact is that we would not support one another in what we're doing as mothers, as sisters, mm-hmm. as, 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 as wives. Um, any woman that is going through anything for that matter must be remembered that we gave birth to those very sons who are destructive. Mm. And it's those mothers when their sons are having to have done bad things mm-hmm. who protects their sons Absolutely. against the women who the atrocity is happening mm. and whether it is the mother-in-laws or the mothers or, or the sisters so if you're looking at it and i always say to women we need to take accountability and responsibility Absolutely. for the actions of the daughters out there but also the sons out there because on our laps they were taught Mm. And if we've done a bad job, when we have to acknowledge that we have done a bad job and we need to rectify that. And it's a very important thing for us as women. And in this month of where women are highlighted mm-hmm. and issues relating to, to what we go through, mm-hmm. why we go through it. Um, and I've also realized that you know, as many a times we are educated yes. women, but mm. we are still so much abused, whether it's emotionally, physically, psychologically, mm. because we also tend to accept that, you know what, at the end of the day, we should. Mm. And, and no matter in what positions we are in, we mm-hmm. tend to forget that we must make a difference. We can make a difference and we should make a difference. And Absolutely. we should not spoil our sons because they should be the fathers and the protectors of 
the women as well as the children. Hmm. And we should also tell our women that you should educate yourself so that you train your sons and daughters hmm. to be the best human being that you can be. Absolutely. I think that is the most important thing for women to hmm. realize that on our laps hmm. are the f- future. Absolutely. And we need to take that very, very strongly and take it as a responsibility given to us by hmm. Allah to make sure that we actually truly are the vice generals on this earth. Subhanallah, sure. I, uh, it's, it's, it's so overwhelming to take in beautiful words, Sister Khairan Nisa. Jazakallah khair, so much to you for taking the time out, uh, coming and joining us in the studios on our program, Born to Serve. We ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you all the success that you desire, carry the Mustadafiyin Foundation from strength to strength, and inshallah, uh, we look forward to having you again in the studio. Inshallah, no, shukran. The one thing I can only ask for the community store, Please keep me in there to ask for my house Absolutely. as well as for our organization. Inshallah. Because, not because I work for the organization, because yes, I know yes. my organization and my team works very hard. Mm-hmm. And to keep us in there to ask for our health and protection because we are working in, in, in areas that is not necessarily the safest mm. of areas. And I look at my team, so I acknowledge all the women in Mustadafin and all women out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm forever grateful to be partnering with great women. Um, I honor my mother because she's given birth to me and I hope Definitely. that I have not unfulfilled her when she gave me the name Khairunisa. Oh, I'm just a woman in <laughs> Always didn't know why did they give me that? They take me such a big responsibility. Mm. But on behalf of all women, mm-hmm. to all the men out there, yes. please know your role, mm-hmm. know what you should be doing. Definitely. And to women, whether they're from a local, national, international, um, we should not be going through what we're going through if we are united and stand firm for justice and truth. Insha'Allah. Jazakallah khair, Sister Khairun Nisa. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Respected listeners of Voice of the Cape, stay with us, insha'Allah. We'll go for a quick ad break.